Ime Udoka is done for the season officially, and there's no guarantee that he's coming back. This is a big, gross, ugly story with so many questions. We're going to try to figure this out. It's right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day and I'm here for you every day Monday through Friday with a fresh free podcast so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts show is on YouTube you can watch the show there as well I'm John Corrales former professional basketball player credentialed beat writer covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and now I'm heading into my 16th season covering the team. I've also written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I'll tell you one thing, in 16 seasons, I have not seen anything like this. I am very very much still in the WTF mode of this story. Uh, And I had to bring Tom Westerholm in for this because I I just, this is normally the spot in the podcast where I say, we're going to talk about this in segment one and this in segment two and this in segment three. And we're going to break it down. It's all going to be structured. And you know what? This story is so chaotic and and somehow convoluted yet with no details whatsoever. I, I don't know where to start and where to go and where it's just so bizarre. What we know is the the Celtics have officially suspended Emil Doker for the year. Uh they said in their statement a decision on his future with the Celtics beyond this season will be made at a later date. So it's not like it's just you're suspended, you'll come back. and Who knows? Who knows what his future is? Uh, and then Ime Udoka puts out a statement basically apologizing to everybody and saying, I'm sorry I let everybody down. And that's it. It's, it's an apology. It's a, a bit of taking responsibility. And then he says no further comment. So I accept, I accept the Celtics decision, accept, but yeah. yeah, which, which is a key thing, a key yep. thing because I thought that was important. <laughs> yep. Because that, that kind of, there, there was always the, the wonder of, will he make this a problematic thing? Will he fight this somehow? Will there be any sort of, there's no union to, yeah. to go to. So th- this would have had to play out legally. So, yeah. So for now, this is what we got. And I don't know, Tom, like the first thing everybody asks me, and I guess we can start here is what the hell happened here to get Ime Udoka suspended for a full season where it's an improper or inappropriate, but consensual, uh, relationship with a team staffer. It just, there's, there's this feeling like, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to talk about because I we just don't know what happened and I don't want to speculate. So it, yeah. You feel like like he must have done something. He must have done something to, to, to get this far. It to me, Tom, it feels like this is something that they they probably wanted to fire him for 
or at least discussed firing him for. But I think there's a general feeling of they like Ime and they want to keep him and they want this to work out. And they they may they may have like just taken this action now to do something stern. And then maybe later on they could come back to it and say, okay, it's blown over. There's a you can repair your your image this way and we can bring you back. Well, I mean, it could be that, um, you know, it, it, leaving it kind of open-ended the way they did leaves them the possibility of, yeah, I mean, if they decide that they want to bring him back and they think that this could be rehabilitated somehow, they can certainly do that. Um, but, I mean, I did think it was very noteworthy. Like, you know, you mentioned that they, they did not guarantee anything. This is not a situation where – yeah, Joe Missoula is the part, you know, is the temporary coach. And once we, you know, once we get through this season, you're coming back. I mean, they didn't even say that. Like, they did not kind of give him any leeway here. And and I think to your point about, you know, he, you know, he he did something. Like, it's all, you know, he accepted it. Like, it's it's yeah. it, it's sort of just understood. And I think, you know, it, it, obviously. It, we'll get into all the, what all this means for the Celtics and, and everything going forward. I think I, I I'm with you. I mean, this was one of them. I mean, we've been covering the team through, through some shocking times, right? Like we've had some truly shocking right. stuff. And I mean, this is, this is high up there. I, I think, you know, you and I, when we, when we start podcasts together, I think a lot of times we're, you know, we like to get our, get our little jokey jokes in and stuff, you know, like, yeah. it's just kind of like, Hey, this does not feel like one of those. Like this is just no. not that kind of time. Like this is this is really serious stuff. I think for for both for the organization. I mean, from from every perspective, right? Like you know, whatever. Like this is this has far-reaching implications for for Ime's career. It has you know the career of of you know his staff, right? Like if he gets fired, who knows? I mean, his staff was great, but you know, so were Jay Laranega and Scott Morrison. Like you know, this this right. has a lot of implications for a lot of people. And I mean, you know, certainly, and again, I think something else we'll probably get into is, you know, Celtic staffers, because, you know, this situation has like this, you know, uh, alleged um, intimate but consensual relationship, um, you know, kind of leaves, you know, a lot of staffers out to dry, especially on social media as well. So this is, I mean, this has been unbelievably messy, unbelievably ugly today. And I think, you know, if you're, I mean, if you're the Celtics, like, like, it was bad, you know. It's bad enough when Gallo tears his ACL. It's bad enough when Rob Williams has yeah. to have a procedure right before the season. And then, I mean, this is this is bad. I'm almost <laughs> speechless. This is yeah. the, the this is like the just the worst I'm, way that you could cap off a bad stretch. Yeah, I'm 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 like I said, I'm I'm I personally am in still still in shock of I'm I'm sitting here waiting. I was sitting here about. About an hour ago, wondering like, okay, are the Celtics going to send out this statement? What's what's the, what are they going to say? Uh, and as I'm thinking about the statement that I'm waiting for, it's like, I can't believe that this is where we are. I know. I'm just I cannot believe that this is how this has all gone. And regardless of does the punishment fit the crime, uh, and and that's up for some level of debate and because we don't know what the crime really was we was don't know. say that's that's not up for debate because we, there's no debate to be had we don't know we don't like, know but i don't have any answers yeah 
But I can tell you this. I know this for a fact. Ime made some bad decisions. Yes. Ime, somehow, whatever it was, whatever it was, we know enough to say he made some poor choices. And I just can't believe that a person who has fought this hard to get to this spot and all the stuff that he's been through made the types of choices in this situation that put, put this in jeopardy. Um, that's, that's like one of the things just like, man, I can, I just can't believe that that's where this went. And for, for the guy who was all about accountability and, and, and running, like running the tight ship that he's the guy that gets dinged for poor choices and bad behavior. I am just completely, completely shocked. I, I never would have thought that Ime would have been the guy that that got dinged for something like this um and that that might be that just might be the most surprising thing like because you just think of Ime as you know high character guy and i think generally he is this is and I, look, we'll see <laughs> i guess i guess you know and I, I this is a difficult podcast i'll say up front this is a it difficult is. podcast because i it's so much of it's going to sound judgmental and I, I, you know what? I really don't care. I really don't care about his personal life. I don't care. I don't go make your choices, do whatever. I don't care. But you've also, you know, don't put your career in jeopardy and you have a responsibility to a franchise and to the players, to the guys that fought for you. And, you know, I'm, I don't know what the guys in the locker room are going to think about this. They might think it's, it's appropriate or, or completely inappropriate. And the, the, you know, I'm not going to speak for them, but I will say that if I'm in that locker room and you know, the head coach that I fought for did something that got himself suspended, I'd be like, damn, man, like we, we, we went to war together. And now, now this, uh, the, the, the level of confusion inside the locker room, has got to be as as high as it is outside the locker room. It does. Yeah. And I mean, I think to your point, right, he has a responsibility to the players that he helps that that he's, you know, that we're about to embark on a on another really difficult uh, you know, journey with him on 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 another kind of, you know, attempt for a championship. And you know, he he also has a responsibility, you know, like I'm I'm you know, I'm not somebody who's gonna sit here and be like, you have a responsibility to your work, but you do kind of have a you do have a responsibility to your coworkers, you know. You do but this is so, what you signed up for though. You and, and you, you, and you have a responsibility and you have a res and you have a responsibility to the to, to the staffers, right? Like you you are a, a powerful um you know uh like a like a, a head coach, you're you know, you're you're in a, a position of of extreme power within the organization and, and you have, you know, a responsibility not to kind of, I mean, look, not, you know, not to drag people through this kind of thing. Like this is, this is really bad for a lot of people. And uh, you know, I, I think players, staffers, you know, the organization, like the, the, the position that the organization was put in um, it was just monstrously difficult today mm -hmm. because, you know, I, I I was tweeted about this a little bit, but like, you know, I, I know a lot of people wanted to say, and, and we can debate this if you want, but I, I know a lot of people were like, hey, the Celtics should have put out a statement. The Celtics should have done this and that to to protect, you know, the, the women on their staff. And I just was like, like, what were they going to do? Like, as soon as these rumors came out, 
people on Twitter were going to be people on Twitter and they were going to start speculating about who it was, who it was, yeah. who it was. And that was so irresponsible. It, you know, people were dragged through the mud, had had their pictures posted, um, you know, like had, so you know, gross. their names posted, all this stuff, like people who, um, you know, never asked to be in that position. And and that's the risk you run when you, when, when you do this kind of thing, you know, when Ime is apologizing to the Celtics organization for kind of letting everybody down, that's what he did. He let the players down. Like you said, he let the organization down. Like he, any, you know, the, these, these people that were his coworkers now have to face this, this really awkward, awful situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a Twitter. Twitter is what it is, man. It, it can, it can be such a fun place and it can be just the, the most disgusting place in the world and social media in general. And yeah. Dragging people's names through Ime signed up for this, right? Ime knew when you become the head coach of the Celtics, you're going to be a public figure. There's going to be a lot of scrutiny. And yeah, you're going to get three press like conferences a day. <laughs> this is part of it, right? This is part of it. You screw up, you're going to get your you're going to get this. But the other people involved in this, they didn't ask for it. No. They they're not signed up to be public people. They just wanted to work for the team or do whatever. And there's there is a responsibility from the Celtics to, to maintain there's these people's privacy and you have to, it started, it all started with the Woj thing, right? Woj tweets out that Ime Udoka is facing a suspension. Somebody had to drop the dime there. Who dropped that dime? That in, in, I know that, that Brad Stevens in that inner circle is generally pretty airtight. But that doesn't mean that it didn't come from them. And it it obviously had to come from somebody on the Celtics because who else would it come from? And and this is this is the 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 issue. Like for it for it to get out in in, in the first place, like the Celtics, the Celtics could have had a a, a better a better handle on on this and not have uh a Woj bomb 24 hours ahead of, of what they were planning to announce it, So we had this issue, you know, but at the same time, to your point, uh, I don't, I don't think that would have stopped anybody. No. There still would have been, people would have still trying to, you know, amateur sleuth their way through this whole thing and, and doing gross things, doing gross, irresponsible crap. Like what, everything that you said. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I don't even want to like, talk about the specifics because like it's you know like it's it's been enough like they, they've mm. had their names brought up enough but yeah i i don't know man i i think um you know the the amateur sleuth thing is, is is one thing i mean you know i saw some people blaming like Woj and, and shams for this and i and i, I kind of i kind of have a hard time with that one too and maybe i'm just being a media apologist here but like you know the first time like like, like let's say they don't you know like run with this story right play that out for me because the first time that Ime, you know, Ime doesn't speak at media day and we're like, what the heck is going on? And then things would start to come out. Like, it's like this information would have come out and it's just, I mean, the timing feels awkward, but the timing was always going to be awkward. It's all, it was, it's, it's an awkward story. So like, I, I have a hard time kind of putting this at, you know, I don't know, man. I, I like I have a hard time like kind of blaming Woj and Shams for this. They're just doing their job. They're just breaking news, and like this news was always gonna be broken. I right. 
Right. Somebody, so somebody, somebody had to find Woj in the first place. Cause right. he's not, yeah. he's not just randomly calling the Celtics and saying, Hey, you going to suspend anybody today? <laughs> right. So you, he, somebody, somebody reached out to him. Somebody in the organization said, okay, now maybe you can speculate a million things. And there's a temptation for me to say, maybe it was this, maybe it was that, because that's how, how I normally operate in, in basketball podcasts, because it could be a, a number of different things. I, I don't, I don't want to go down that road this way, but somebody, somebody in the Celtics, somebody in this franchise said, all right, Woj needs to hear this. And whoever that was made that decision for whatever reason that person made that decision. Um, Woj as a reporter covering the NBA is, is sitting on, oh, well, there's a head coach that's about to be suspended for violating team rules. So I know that I feel good about this. You can confirm it. You can do however you get to that point. Woj and his editors had a story that a uh, head coach is about to be suspended. That Celtics fans pissed at Woj wouldn't be pissed at him if it was he was reporting that you know Doc Rivers was getting right. suspended. Not a single Celtics fan would sit there and say, "Oh, they shouldn't have done that." Everybody would be getting their jokes off. Everybody on Twitter would be getting their jokes off, or none of them would be sitting and going, "Oh, wait, wait, wait. Why are why is Woj being so responsible?" There'd be like minimal amount of that, but because it's it this is the fandom right so fine but i don't blame woge for going with a scoop no. at first the scoop was Emay faces a serious suspension and it's for a violation of team rules and i feel good enough to go with this let's go doesn't have to doesn't matter how vague it is he, he's getting in front of a story that a coach is getting suspended and that's it and then from there the details come out it's it, it, like you said, it, it was always going to come out. It was always going to come out. Um, all right, let, let's, I, I just feel like there's, there's so much we can go for like two hours on, on the, on some of the more salacious side of this. Bottom line is Ime made some poor choices and it cost them, it cost them the season and maybe more. What does that mean? What does that mean for the Celtics? Because no matter what, no matter what happened there, that's that's now going to be a whole separate story, and that's going to take on a life of its own. There's basketball. This impacts the basketball team, and we got to talk about how this impacts the basketball team. So we'll we'll do that in just a second. First, let's talk about Bet Online. Uh, there is the issue of uh, you know the Celtics. The Celtics could be impacted by this in a very kind of material way on the floor. And you know what? The gamblers are going to tell you what they think, how this impacts the the betting lines. So that's going to be an interesting thing to watch here as we continue on at betonline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs this season, including football, pro football, college football, big things there. On Bet Online, so you can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there that includes the NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. 
It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games. So head on over to betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Now head on over to the Locked On NBA feed. Subscribe to Locked On NBA. You can also check out the NBA's top 50 most valuable players. What NBA players, which NBA players move the bet on, betting line the most this season? Locked On and the Bet Online odds makers present the NBA's top 50 most valuable players. Find it on Locked On NBA. Celtics have three players on there. I hop on to the podcast to talk about those three players. So check it out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, let's get back to the conversation here. Uh, I, I Let me just say this. I hate this podcast. I hate doing this podcast. This is not the podcast I want to do. That whole first segment bummed me out. I'm just, there's so many elements to this that are just depressing. And, and the basketball side of it is the least of my worries. All the other stuff, the way people reacted, the way this is going down, the all the lives that are impacted. I just, I just hate this, that this is what we have to talk about. But there is basketball, and, you know, Tuesday they will be on the practice floor. They'll be on the practice floor with Joe Missoula as the head coach, interim head coach. And uh, the cynic in me, Tom, says they're, they're suspending Ime for the year, and they're going to say, well, if, the, if they do well with Joe and they make another run and they get to the finals again, then see ya, Ime. We don't need you. We got Joe Missoula here. We're fine. We're not even going to deal with this. You're fired. Move on. Go rehab your image somewhere else. But if the Celtics go 41 and 41 and they struggle, then it's all right, Joe. You're not. You're not quite ready. Get back to the bench. We're going to bring Ime back. Um, we'll have done things to maybe rehab his image in the interim, and we we plan on bringing him back. He's he's apologized. We're all good. Oh, you think you're a cynic for thinking that? Buddy, let me talk about cynicism. Um, I, I think that the the other possibility is that the Celtics are saying to themselves, look, like if we fire Ime Udoka, any number of our rivals could have Ime Udoka, and we know that Ime <laughs> Udoka can coach. Um, yeah. you know, uh whatever other problems uh there might be, Ime Udoka can can certainly coach. So I don't know, man. Um I, I think there's I think there could be any number of reasons here. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the bottom line. I, I, I think it, it's two things were really interesting to me about, about them choosing Joe Missoula. One, like he, he's been around for a bit. Um, you know, he's been, he's been with the team. He's, he's got rapport with, you know, a lot of these guys, they've all, you know, I think it was 2019 that he was hired and, um, you know, famously had uh Romeo Langford shooting with the ping pong paddle and all that. <laughs> I also, I also thought it was, Kind of interesting. Um, you know, I think I can't remember who it was. It might have been Jeff Goodman uh, pointed out that it was interesting that Damon Stoudemire wasn't named the interim head coach. Yeah, yeah. Made me kind of wonder. You know, it was it was a Brad Stevens, Danny Ainge guy who's made the interim head coach, not an Ime Udoka guy. Um, yeah, not a guy who was on Ime's bench. Um, I don't know if that means anything, but hmm. I did think it was kind of noteworthy that it was it was the guy who's been oh. with the organization for a bit. Um, I, I, I don't, again, I don't know anything about that. That's not like reporting or anything. It's just sure, yeah, something yeah. that's, that stood out to me. 
Yeah, but that means Stoudemire has some head coaching experience in college. Yeah, yep. You know, he's been he's been in the league. Obviously, he's has a long history in the league. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and if there was any sort of like belief that Ime could be like shadow coaching from his apartments through Damon Stoudemire, like right. you know, maybe they didn't want that. Maybe they didn't want any of that appearance, and they wanted to that. go with somebody. Yep. Somebody uh, that that didn't have that connection. Either way, um, he he's going to be in there. Uh, Ime, uh, sorry, Joe Mazzula is going to be in there. And uh, you know, it's it's it is. I think uh, interesting that that they that they chose him. Um, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes moving forward. But I I, I think it's it's going to be a lot to ask in, in the beginning for him to put his own stamp on things. This isn't just a first year head coach. This is a, a guy that uh, is, is just jumping into the seat. I made the comparison on Boston sports journal that he's, he's jumping into the pilot seat mid flight, you know, and the, and the plane is, 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 you know, losing altitude fast. That's different than, Hey, let's go out for a flight. <laughs> we'll make a plan and fly this thing. So it's harder to do what he did, what he's about to do. They've they've started planning with Ime Udoka's plan in mind. How much of this is is Joe saying, all right, what would Ime have done here because you expect him to come back versus Joe Mazzula saying, you know what? I'm the head coach now. I got to do it my way. It's the only way I can do it. And we, we just got to roll with that because, you know, at the same time, this is an audition for him as well. Yeah. He just interviewed for the Utah jo job. If if things go well here and they still bring Ime back, then Missoula is going to be like, hey, do you see everything I just did? It's like Luke, Luke Walton took a good team in Golden State and parlayed two extra jobs out of it when he really was not ready to be a head coach. So if Joe Missoula is like, hey, if I can take this good team and ride it and, and, and win – and I can say, hey, I did this my way. And if they bring Ime back, he can go interview for jobs and get another head coaching job and, and be in that pipeline. So I, I, one of the biggest questions right now is how, how does this team kind of initially absorb this? How do they how do they take this? And how does Joe Mazzulla take this? And, and what do they do in these in this preseason? How much of a setback is this? I mean, it's it's pretty enormous, right? Because like Missoula can, can, you know, I mean, he, like I said, he's been around, he, he's not only has he been around the Celtics, but he has been around eBay. So he did see everything that was happening last year. Um, but I mean, when you think about the timing, like, you know, media days is Monday, like happy media day, Joe, enjoy all these questions about, you know, and, and about everything, right? Like it's going to be, I, I expect there'll be questions about his past. You know, some of that stuff was, was brought up on Twitter as well. Like, he is now spotlighted just, just instantaneously. Like that's, that's going to be really hard for him. I think, you know, he now has to figure out, like you said, you know, kind of this, this mix of, of, of trying to make sure that like, you know, the, the, the team is, is comfortable and in positions that they're used to and what they've been preparing for right all summer, because these guys, you know, presumably Ime spoke to them all and said like, Hey, do this over the summer. Like, Missoula now has to like, right? You know, synthesize all that and put that all together. But like you said, he also, I'm sure, 
because the other thing too is he can't just try to be Ime Udoka. That then it would be weird, right? Then it would just be, um, you know, like like uh, um, somebody trying to be somebody else. He right. still has just... to be himself, and himself is the the coach of a team that really needs to have a good year. Like this is yeah. not this is an important season for the Boston Celtics. This is not some throwaway. You know, okay, well, hopefully we get you know first or maybe you know first round, second round, whatever. No, like this is a team that like has to try to win a championship like starting Monday. So again, enjoy Joe. Like I, yeah. I, I just, this is, this is such an un, unbelievable challenge. I mean, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the Celtics staffers who, who were put in an awkward position by, by email. We're talking about the Celtics players. How about the coaches? This yeah. is, this is, I mean, I, I can't imagine being thrown into a hotter frying pan than this. Like, yeah. Good luck, Joe. And, <laughs> and then, you know, you, you bring up, um, and I don't want to put anything on Damon Stoudemire, but there, there's the Ime Udoka. Um, th- these are friends. These are friends yeah, of right. his. These are yeah. These are friends of his, yep. and they they now have the. Um, I'm sure there's some level of like I can't believe they did this to Ime, because you know how it goes. I'm sure. I'm sure that you know they're gonna say you know publicly like, hey man, you break the rules, you got to face the punishment, and he's doing it. You know, he's, he's, he's accepted it and he's moving on, but I'm sure privately there's some level of, you know, they're, they're his friends. And if, if, if it was my friend, there's a, I, I would minimize things, right? You'd say yeah. like, it wasn't yeah. that bad. I can't believe they did this to him. And I, I wonder if, you know, Joe Missoula getting this position is, is going to cause any strain between the email folks and Joe and you know Joe being the holdover, is there going to be a, a feeling of oh, like you said, oh, oh, see, I Brad Brad put his guy in, and right. and we're not in. So how do we, you know, is this who's he reporting to? Is he snitching? You know, like there's th- there has to be there's going to be a natural potentially potentially a natural kind of like oh, interesting that you got the head coaching gig. You know, do and know, I, do we know who the uh, the the lead assistant was going to be after Will Hardy left? I don't actually. I don't think we know that yet, right? No, like, I mean, we don't. maybe it was going to be Missoula. Like I don't maybe. know, but yeah, maybe. I mean, he did move to the front of the bench. He did get a promotion, right. so right. Maybe, maybe it was maybe it was going to be him. It, it, there's so many things that you can ask now and be like, do you think this is going to happen? Do you think that's going to happen? Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I got a call today from someone. Uh, who works for another team that expected Brad Stevens to go down and coach? That yeah, thought I, never, I actually heard that too. Yeah, I never that thought never even crossed my mind. No, it, you know this this man this man is not trying to be a head coach again. Like I mean, not he, right now. No, no. Like I, he he stepped away on purpose, guys. Like <laughs> yeah. And first of all, no the the days of even in an interim basis, head coach, GM, I don't want that. I don't want mm-hmm. – and look, mm-hmm. if Brad Stevens wanted to be the head coach, I like Brad Stevens as head coach. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. But but who's going to run the front office? Because you cannot do both. And Brad Stevens is just not going to say, all right, you guys handle this now, and then I'll I'll go handle uh, the, the coaching thing. And we'll, we'll pick this up. This is Brad Stevens has now started the plan. He has now a plan yeah. for the front off. 
he's not just going to say, okay, let me go this. No, he, this is his job now. And, and I also think that there's no way that Brad Stevens wanted to add to the fire this notion that, oh, see, he does want to coach. And all of the rumors that any coaching vacancy after this season, Brad's look, as soon as as soon as Eme was out, Brad jumped right back down to the sideline. So when the I don't know, Lakers job opens up, uh, you know, or the Portland job open, whatever job, call Brad Stevens. He very clearly has still has the itch. I don't think he wanted any of that stuff either, but the coaching, the good. No, I was, I was just gonna say, I think it's, it's such an important point about the, uh, not wanting to do both too, because like we just did a podcast on like, what if Brad needs to make an early season move? I mean, we think that this is going to work and there is, you know, there is some idea like, okay, at least like Brad has like familiarity with the players and the system and all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, you know, if he's got to figure out a trade destination for Derek white halfway through the season or whatever it is, you know, like, yeah, geez, like he can't, yeah, yeah. I, I, imagine trying to do that in coach. That's brutal. No, no, no. That's, that's just never going to happen. And he, no. he, and Brad, Brad actually, you know, likes his family and wants to be right. with his family. That's like so the whole reason gonna... he quit. He's not going to do both because, yeah. like, the whole reason he quit was to spend more time. Well, not, not you know, no. I'm sure also, a big reason. There's a big being, reason. Big reason. I'm sure also being president of basketball operations was pretty appealing. Yeah, well, sure. But, yeah. Sure. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, okay. So, so back to the, the issues that this could cause. Um, how much, how much of a, tactical like setback how, how much of this is going to be um I guess, I guess i guess we'll get the answer for it during the season but you wonder how much the guys are going to be kind of pushed back how much of the, this this progress is going to be delayed because is is joe Mazzula going to still want to switch quite as much does you know, right. you could, you can go out there and be, you know, try to be like karaoke Ime and try to do your best rendition of Ime Odoka every game, but you still aren't going to be Ime. You're still going to sound like yourself. You're still going to be yourself. And some, I'm sure there are some times on the sideline where Joe is sitting there going like, Ime, come on, uh, call a timeout. Or why aren't you putting Rob back in? Or why are you going with this lineup or whatever? Like, I'm sure there are things in his head. Yeah. They'd be like, I, I might, I might've done that differently. And now he gets the opportunity to do that differently. And I just wonder how that throws off the progression of everything, because these guys fought for Ime and, and they, they put everything on the line for this guy. Yeah. And, and now he's not there. And now there's uncertainty. And are like, are they going to fully buy in? to what Joe Missoula is selling or are they waiting for Ime to come back? Like, is this everybody, everybody who's listening to this podcast knows how you treated the substitute teacher versus your regular teacher, right? Is Joe Missoula the substitute or is he going to get like real teacher respect? It's one of the reasons why, I mean, this is again, just pure speculation. This is not any kind of source thing. And I, I keep saying that because like, People are itching for anything oh, superstar on anything, Twitter right now. Anything. Like I just not this one, but it's just like 
that's why it just feels to me like I, I, I have a hard time imagining Ime coming back. Like, it, like how how do you come back to this? How, how if you're the Celtics, how do you like because if if you say that Ime is coming back, then you're taking all the wind out of Joe Mazzulla's sails. Like everything you just said is is 100 spot on. You can't like you like you can't be the substitute teacher of a, a team that's trying to win a championship. And whether you're going to hire Joe Mazzulla per, like permanently or not, like if Joe, Joe maybe maybe Joe Mazzulla is the stopgap, and you're about to conduct a, a coaching search, and maybe he's one of right. the candidates or something. But like this just Like, I don't see how you can suspend a guy for a year and then welcome him back at this pivotal juncture in your franchise's history. Like, it's so crucial that you have a real path forward right at this second. And, like, you can't afford to just sacrifice a year and then try to go back to everything being normal because a lot of things are going to change in one year. So, I don't know, man. I, I I just have a hard time seeing it. And... I could be wrong, um, but to me, it just it just feels so tough to imagine this relationship between Ime and the Celtics being repaired and, and coming back to fruition. Maybe that's why they put the that, that thing, you know, we're trying to read into the why would they say a decision on Ime's future will be made at a later date? Maybe, maybe, maybe this is a little galaxy brain thinking, but maybe they said, if we say Ime is coming back next season, then we are cutting out Joe Missoula's legs and any sort of issue that comes up, they'll say, we don't want to listen to this guy. He's not our coach. He's, he's going to go right back to, you know, doing warmups with, I don't forget who, who his assignment was, but like, you know, Joe Missoula and, you know, Peyton Pritchard are going to go out there and just shoot around. Like I let's just ignore him until he goes back to being Peyton Pritchard's guy. And, and you don't want that because, there's, there's stuff at stake. There's, yeah. there's a lot at stake. And there's also like Jalen Brown's future is at stake because he has a couple of years left. And all of a sudden this coach that he was excited to play for, well, one of those years is going to be replaced by somebody else. And then is this guy coming back? What are you doing next year? If the team is in disarray, does that change? Jalen Brown saying, Hey, you know, I love Boston, but the past couple of years have just been too messy. The, the, sh- the, this too much uncertainty here. We've blown our chance for a championship. If they don't win it this year and next year gets kind of iffy. if they haven't won by the time he hits free agency and, uh, the coaching stuff is still in flux when he hits free agency, there's a risk that Jalen can be like, you know what? I need the stability that I liked here is gone. And so am I. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason that they hired Ime is because of the relationship that he, that, you know, that he had with, with Tatum and, and, and Jalen, like that was, that was a big part of it. And, and I mean, big obviously he also turned and I mean, they also knew that he was like a well-respected and, you know, talented coach who had a vision for the team and all this stuff. and was going to, mm-hmm. you know, encourage all this, this great defensive stuff and who, you know, was going to, was going to tweet Brad Stevens himself at the, uh, you know, press conference about the the team's passing and everything. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's like, like what a turn of events. <laughs> like, just this is brutal. 
this is a team that doesn't change its head coaches very no, often. Not in, they, not on they, purpose. Yeah. Not right. They don't they don't change head coaches very often. Um, they had that little flutter when Rick Pitino came in and they had that 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 era. But aside from that, in 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 one little uh kind of dosy dough in the late 70s, they had you know Red Arback, you had you had Red, you had Bill Russell, you had Tommy Heinsohn, and that took you from the basically the beginning of the franchise all the way through the mid 70s. Then you had a little flutter. And you had um, you had Bill Fitch and Casey Jones. Yeah, you win a few championships. And then after Casey Jones, there's a little bit of a flutter. And you get Doc Rivers, Brad Stevens. And that gets you through like... This is Jim O'Brien erasure. Oh, sorry. Jim O'Brien, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in the flutter. Yeah. Um, but, but like, th there's not a lot of head coaching changes. Right. This team has always had stability there. Now, all of a sudden... That, that that's that's why you hire Eme because there's stability there. And well, and not for nothing, that's why you get good coaches too. Because yes. good coaches can look at the Celtics. I mean, yeah, they are a legacy franchise, all that stuff, a hundred percent. But the bigger thing is that when the Celtics go out and hire a coach, they're not like they're not trying to hire you to to be kind of like cannon fodder, right? To, to just like right. they're hiring you because they want you to build and they want to build with you. And that yeah. was part of the thinking with Ime Udoko's. The Celtics wanted to build with him. And here we are. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I, I don't got. know. I don't know is the title of this podcast. I don't know. Um, I mean, like legitimately, like, because it's so, we, we just got done railing against social media for speculating irresponsibly. And like you and I don't want to do that too. Like it's right. All right, so let's let's flip it. Let's flip it because this is going to be the topic for who knows how long. And I I, I guess I, I had a whole camp question series, and I guess that's kind of blown out of the water because the the camp <laughs> questions have kind of changed significantly. <laughs> I got some uh, new questions. You got a lot of new questions. Uh, I feel bad. You know, I did a podcast last night about you know how much does Al Horford have left in the tank. I posted that podcast. Literally, as I'm posting that podcast, I see messages start floating onto my phone. I was like, well, what's that? Hold on. Let me, let me just finish posting this, and then I'll check my phone. Oh, crap. And so, so guys, there's there's a, a an Al Horford podcast there. If you want to take your mind off of Ime Udoka, there's a, there's a podcast that literally, like, almost nobody has listened to on, on <laughs> the... Uh, in fact, you might you might hear a little theme music here kick in because I'm going to my YouTube page. Uh, okay, so I, I just and I do this because I just want to uh, read the the pitiful little number just on the YouTube views uh, for the the poor Al Horford. Oh God, man, that's worse than I thought. Uh, <laughs> so so overall. Uh, uh, 24 hours worth of podcast on the YouTube page to get 7,400 views is, is pretty good, right? 6,700 of those were for the 10 minute, like, or seven minute email doka kind of special thing that I did. Poor Al Horford podcast got 785 views on YouTube, which is just so sad. So uh, I'm plugging that podcast as a palate cleanser. 
if you're sick of the, if you're still listening to this and you're like, ah, oh, I can't take it anymore, go listen to the camp questions. And and suddenly me talking about how how old Al Horford is feels like, oh yeah, that's a problem I can wrap my head around. So anyway. All right, let's 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 finish on a high note. We're gonna finish on a high note. Okay. The tons of tons of bad email stuff to talk about. Let's go. Um I have no but, idea what this could be, but I'm ready for. Let's, no, let's we're ready. It. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. This is this is very clearly like the darkest point. Like this is the lowest point of the whatever the Emeodoka era is. Right. This is yeah. this is this is as low as you're gonna get. Right. So everybody's this is as feeling, bad as it. This is as bad as it could get. He said in a famous last words type voice. <laughs> so anyway, so this is this is as low as. <laughs> As low as we've been, it could get worse. I'm oh, sure. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it could get worse. Uh, but but Tom, Jason Tatum is still Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown is still Jalen Brown. Those guys are still really good basketball players. Robert Williams will be back in a month. This is still the team that was the betting favorite. Is still the same team. Okay, you got you got a. a you got Joe Missoula there as the coach, and it's a, yep. who knows uh, how that's going to go. But the players are still the players. The players still have pride. And as much as we just talked about, well, are they going to have an inclination to tune out what's going on? This is still their best chance right now to win a championship. And Marcus Smart and Al Horford – are going to sit there and be like, Hey man, nothing's, nothing is promised. So why don't we rally around this and go and win the title anyway? Let's go try to win this title because this might be the only other chance we get. So I know everybody's down, but the players are still the same. Why, why would this, can they, can they take this and say, you know what? Us against the world. What players love to do. Us against the world. Everybody's going to start counting us out now. Let's go prove them wrong. So I, I do think that's possible. Um, you know, I, I think especially like, look, I, I, there seemed to be some, there was there was obviously some kind of breakthrough with Marcus Smart last year, right? With Where like, you know, I, I just felt like just he, like he came back, you know, that was part of like the, you know, the, the when things just kind of started turning around, like everything just kind of, um, you know, I could see him kind of rallying the troops a little bit and being like, all right, guys, let's go. I do kind of, again, I mean, not, not to keep harping on this, I do kind of wonder how plausible it is for them to, to kind of have that without the coherent head coaching voice of somebody who's going to be there for a while. So, you know, obviously not Ime in that instance. Um, we'll see. We'll see if I'm right on that regard, but um, yeah, I mean, look, you, you like as much as you know, it kind of feels like uh, um, you know, the there is no bottom because then when you start talking about like Tatum's still here, Jalen's still here, Rob will be back at some yeah. point, like you, can, you can't even say that. But um, th that said, I mean, there, there's so many talented basketball players on this team. I mean, you know, Tatum is just scratching the surface, and look, I mean, you know, for, for all the talk about like how. This is a pivotal time for the Celtics. This is a pivotal time for Jason Tatum too. Like 
Yeah. Again, this is like these are pro like coming up to his prime years. Like he, he's getting there, and so yeah, he needs to be like to to achieve all the things that that really matter to him. Yeah, he needs to be making all star teams and all NBA teams and all that. Like you know, Jalen, the same thing, right? Like this, the same situation. So, I mean. But there's there's reason for these guys to care. There's reason for them to to buy in. Uh, if 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 a coach can give them reason to buy in, they will. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But like you're right, the players are really good. Um, this is just an unprecedented amount of upheaval. But I don't yeah. know, hey, we've all been through a hell of a lot over the last few years here, so maybe everybody's <laughs> used to it. We can just uh, we're, we're all we're all calloused at this point. Let's go. <laughs> Roll the ball out. Sure, sure. Screw it. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Um, yeah, look, it just, this is, this is very clearly, I'm very clearly taking a very positive spin here, um, uh, or, or trying to at least instill like the, the possibility of, of, of positivity here. The guys, the guys are coming back. They're, they're back in camp basically now training mm -hmm. camp starts next week. The work that they've put in over the summer is still the work. Yes. Right. They still whatever anybody has added to their game has been added to their game. The the mentality, like every everything that they've done, all the preparation has already been done. And now they're here in an effort to put it together on the floor and go out there and play. Obviously, this upheaval sucks and it will have an impact. But. Like you said, Tatum wants to be an MVP. Go be an MVP. Just because Ime did what he did and got suspended doesn't mean that the lessons that he taught Tatum and Brown before are are wiped out. The stuff throw, that he good. No, I was just saying throw it, throw Ime out the door, right? Like whatever it is. Tatum, you want to be the MVP? You want to talk about a narrative? Lead the Celtics to the to the number one seed or like the number two seed right. without your head coach. My right, dude, you're going to be an MVP candidate. <laughs> like it. it's, it's that's 100 right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's 100 right. Tatum goes and leads this team. Jalen Brown goes out there and leads this team. If these guys go out there, if the Celtics are still the top seed at the All Star break, guess who's getting at least two, maybe three All Stars, depending yeah, on how the sure. rest of the team goes. For sure, you know, like that's all of a sudden. The you're right. You're so on the money when it comes to the narrative for Jason Tatum is like whoa. All of this stuff, all of this upheaval, everything that was that threatens to 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 send a team season down the toilet. Here comes Tatum. All of a sudden, now he's the MVP. Jalen Brown, he's an All NBA level player. These guys are leading this team. They will not let the distractions beat them. That suddenly takes this team and flips this this dark times and says. Like I said before, us against the world. You know, we can still go out there and and play, and we can still take the principles that have worked for us, whether it comes from Ime or Brad Stevens or Joe Mazzula. The principles are the principles. Good basketball is good basketball. We know how to play it. We're going to go out there and we're going to do it. So then it just it's it's a personal responsibility thing, and what you don't have is Ime around with his you know hard ass nature. But you have a personal responsibility thing, and you still have coaches on this team that can hold you accountable, right? You still have – just because Joe Mazzula has been around for a few years and he's never been a head coach doesn't mean that he can't hold guys accountable. That's 
there, there, there might be a come to Jesus moment where he's, he doles out some level of discipline, a player, if a player challenges him, where does that player go? What happens next? It goes upstairs to Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens backs Missoula. And it, all it takes is the weight of the organization behind the guy in that seat. And everyone has to fall in line because yeah. if you don't, then, then you get moved or whatever. That's <laughs> if you're not going to buy in, then goodbye. Yeah. No, I look, there's, there are a lot of reasons to still think that this team could be a good basketball team. And I think uh, t to me, yeah, it, it comes down to just the talent like this. There's a lot of talent still here. And I'm honestly, man, like <laughs> this, this off season was feeling a little too saccharine anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the bench, the bench was too good. Too many people thought that this team could be a championship team. Uh, here we are. <laughs> I mean, even Wick was calling them know, overrated. Man. Oh, well, we really called them overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll not see. overrated anymore. Now, <laughs> now it's a grease fire break. You know, I didn't think I'd have to break out the, the gif of the dumpster on fire going down the flooded street, but you know, that's, that's, we're almost there. So, but look, bottom line is they haven't played a single game. They haven't had a single practice. They haven't lost anything yet. And well, I mean, other than their head coach for <laughs> at least say. a year. <laughs> but they haven't lost a game yet. Right. And as long as they're still O and O, then you you got you got a a month of practices and preseason games, or you know, three three weeks or so to to get yourself together and and decide. Ultimately, all of this comes down to what are the players, what do the players decide? Do the players decide that? They're gonna they're gonna persevere. I, I the analogy I've been making uh <laughs> there you, you take a punt, you, you know, it's like a boxing match. You took a they're taking a punch right now and it's landing square on the jaw, and their legs are wobbled. The the question now is do you have the heart and the fight within you to stay upright, stay on your feet, put your guard up for now and get through all of this stuff and then once the season starts it's a new round it's a new you go out there and you start fighting again or are you the type of team that is going to take this punch to the face and wobble and say you know what i'm going down to the mat it's, it's within them it's it's the the team of two years ago i would say that team is crumbling that team from the la the yeah. last Brad Stevens season in that COVID season, that team would you do, wouldn't even have to hit them on the chin. You just lightly graze them, and they would have gone down. That that team had nothing. Last year's team, especially the second half, would be like, oh, oh, really? Okay, let's fight. So now, what does this team do? Who are these guys? It's the same group of guys. It seems like they've matured, but now without Ime, who are these guys? You're going to take this punch? Are you going to fight? Or are you going to take this punch and go down? So we'll see, because check this out. 2017-18, good season. 2018-19, bad season. 2019-20, pretty good season. Eastern Conference Finals, not bad. 2020-2021, not so good. You had Tristan Thompson. That was bad. So now, <laughs> you know, this uh, this was a great season last year. You go to the finals. It's been every other. So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they're, you know, maybe they're great bad this cycle. year. Win the, win the championship next year. 
Mm. It's all speculation. This is the speculation I'm comfortable with. <laughs> well, I'm comfortable with ending this podcast. Okay, I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, this has just been gross. What a gross topic. I'm so, yeah. I'm just so, you know, everybody's put off by it. I, I, the sad thing is, really, is that the 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 details are going to come out somehow and they're going to come yeah. out piecemeal and it's just going to be it's going to be salacious and and now the TMZs of the world are going to get involved and it's just going to it's going to go down this road and I don't I don't like where it's going to go uh, and I don't like that stuff generally anyway because this is a basketball podcast and all I want to talk about is the basketball on the floor so but this is just going to be the topic for a while and we'll see hopefully hopefully it changes yeah, it's going to be a super natural, uh, super supernatural, uh, super national story, and yep. like that's that's going to automatically that's going to hijack a lot of things because that's going to mean that people are you know more cautious with what they say. So you know you might not get as straight answers as a reporter. This is this is just going to be a thing for probably the entire season. So buckle up, everyone! Yay! All right. Well, thank you, Tom. Tom underscore NBA. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you listening. Thank you so much. I know that whatever you're doing, you're in the shower, you're in the car. If you're still here, we've I I blew past the half hour. This is just not this was never going to be a half hour podcast. This is this is too much. Too much. And it's a Friday show. So too much. Uh so hopefully you enjoyed it. It's there's a lot to talk through. There's a lot to talk through. And unfortunately there's still going to be a lot more to talk through next week is media day Monday. So we will get back to basketball at some point we will move on. So that's good. And I hope you're here for all of the podcasts. It's a Monday through Friday podcast. So make sure you're subscribed to get the podcast Monday through Friday, uh, getting back to basketball. will feel good. And uh, we can watch the show on YouTube. Uh, that's always, uh, I do always encourage that. And I always encourage sharing the podcast to your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.